All right, and I have Alex Fuller here from rpgamer.com. Thank you so much for joining me today, Alex. Well, thank you for having me. Absolutely. Uh, how have you been doing recently? Yeah, not bad. I mean, busy, busy trying to get a new site up and running, so hopefully we'll have that soon. Right, so uh, RP Gamer, for those who don't know, uh, is doing a website overhaul. Uh, how, how into the trenches are you in that process? Um, fair. I think I've been overseeing it without doing any of the actual coding. So I've been, I've been telling people what should be happening, basically. And then they have there, to go and do it. There you go. That's the best, right? That's the yeah. best. Oh, yeah. So I'll, I'll shoot up. Well, I've been basically the main user tester, I guess. All right, Alex. Uh, so to start off, uh, I'll, could you tell me what your current role for RP Gamer is officially? Yeah, I mean, officially I am the man managing editor, which I think basically means I am the second in command to editor in chief, Michael Cunningham. But basically, what that amounts to is I just help with running the site day to day, whatever that entails. I mean, part of that is I wear various other hats as well. So I think I am news director because that was my role before becoming managing editor, and I didn't bother to. I went on to a place for me for doing that, and I also do all the writing as well, so reviewing new stuff. But that's part of the fun of it. So, I, I mean, if you if you troll, if you spend any amount of time on RP Gamer, you'll see your name pop up a lot uh, for the articles and things like that. So, uh, just how much time do you spend a week writing? Um, it's usually, I guess, probably an hour or two a day. Is it that's usually long enough to actually get all the that's pretty stories out? And yeah, yeah, that's pretty phenomenal. Because, uh, like I said, I mean, <laughs> if you if you go on if you go on the site right now, uh, there you go. Like what the last seven the last seven come from you. So I, I've, I've been curious as a writer myself. Uh, just like what is your what is your process? Like how do you how long have you been doing the writing uh, for the site itself? I think I. Well, I've been at RP Gamer since 2010, I think that's when I joined. So I started by just reading the site and joining the community there about sort of six months beforehand. But I mean, specifically I joined in because I was on the lookout for what seems to be a closer-knit, more niche gaming community at the time. So I think the first article I actually read on the site was one of the April Fool's jokes, where I think one of our writers based in Japan had written a uh, review for a hypothetical sequel to Eternal Sonata. And this one stars um, a composer called PDQ Back. I'm not sure if you've heard of him. If you haven't, I suggest Googling him because it's uh, interesting. It's in Japan. But... Okay, I, I'm not familiar with that, so I'll have to, I'll have to Google it. Yeah, no, that's, that's, that's worth diving into. It's an uh, interesting interesting aspects but yeah it ties in with the april fools part of the joke which took me a while to get initially <laughs> but yeah but basically in the months before being hired i'd mostly been interacting with the staff like the forums and social media as well as texting my own bit of writing on a personal blog which i think helped when it, they came to put out a hiring call but, i mean initially i joined as a previewer Preview, but the way RP Gamer works is that you basically get to mold into whatever role becomes more appropriate as time goes by. So end up going on to reviews and writing news because that sort of thing I was 
not too bad at because I can obviously, as you said, I can get stuff out fairly quickly, and that's the main thing. I think that generally news works with my writing style more than anything. I'm had a you had writer. right? Had you have um, did you have actual writing experience uh, before RP Gamer? And not really. I mean, the only thing I'd done before in terms of video game writing was that personal blog, which I ran for six, three, six months or so. That was just me practicing it and seeing if it was something I would be interested in doing. And well, it was. And uh, so then you said 2010 was whenever you uh, started RP Gamer and the rest is history. Yeah, pretty much. Fantastic. Yeah, I didn't, I didn't do any real writing before that. I think there's probably some future armor fanfics I wrote floating around on the internet somewhere, but uh, they were written when I was about 14, so I don't, I don't go look at them again myself. I totally, I totally understand. Yeah, because uh, like I said, I, I do, I do a bit of writing myself, and uh, I'll tell people, yeah. So I, I wrote some novels early on, like yeah, high schoolish age, and they're like, oh, yeah, when are you going to put them out? Uh, never, because I don't even want to look back at them myself, so nobody else is going to see them either. Yep. Important practice, though. <laughs> yeah. All right, so let's uh, let's actually talk about some gaming. What is, if you can think back, sort of what is your first significant gaming memory that really stands out to you? Um, it's difficult to figure out what the first one is because I think most of the all the early ones sort of blended together, so I can't really figure out which one came first. I mean, I have been gaming since I was quite young, so when I was around four or five in the early. 1990s so i mean i know i do remember that the first console i had access to was an atari 2600 so i definitely got definitely got memories of playing with that awesome there's other things after that yeah other things after that just moving on to pc gaming i think things like command and conquer and playing just play that with friends and i had a nes kept me and my friends amused for at least a good while well i well i had the nes i think some friends of the sega so you sort of managed to get a good spread of the consoles yeah you're able to to sort of trade experiences and then also like borrow their consoles or go over and play play their stuff too yeah uh so in that in that nes era what were some of your go-to games um mario 3 i think was the one that got played the most uh i think double dragon 2 was that nes oh good question I think it was. I've definitely been playing that for a very long time. That's another one. The other one was, uh, I think, the the World Cup game that Nintendo had, which I think was based on the um, Kunio-kun character style, at least. Yeah, I think those were the main three I played, and then there was a selection of others on the NES. And uh, so so you've dabbled, uh, like, early on, you said that you did some PC gaming, and then also you had the NES... Uh, sort of after that era, where did you go? Did you lean more PC or did you stick with consoles? Um, I was lucky enough to be able to mix it up a bit. So I did have PC gaming and I had the N64 as well. So depending on what game I was, what type of game I was playing at the time, so the PC, I played quite a few management style games on that one. So you got things like theme hospital, sports management games, that sort of thing. So those I was playing on PC and then most of the other sort of games I was playing on N64 with a few on the Game Boy Color as well. Oh, so then throwing in uh, so, yeah. throwing in handheld in there. 
Have you yeah, always? There's, yeah, there's plenty of cons- plenty of systems in my in my <laughs> house. So have you have you always loved the handheld stuff too? Um, once, um, sort of off and on. I have in the past sort of ten years or so, really picked up on it. I wasn't so much into it in the the days when there was obviously the not it wasn't quite as uh, good on the graphic side in those days. But sort of since it's picked up a bit and you definitely get the art style going through there a bit more I've definitely come to enjoy it a lot more so do you have a switch i do have a switch uh what do you what 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 has sort of been your favorite experience so far on that oh the xenoblade chronicles 2 is the the easy answer to that one that it's definitely lent itself well to a few other games and that's the one i was always gonna pick it up for but i mean games like golf story i've really enjoyed as well on that one and Battleship Brigade as well is another one I really enjoyed. Okay, so Battleship Brigade is actually one I haven't jumped into, but Golf Story and Xenoblade are just phenomenal. Yeah, no, I do recommend Battleship Brigade if only for its premise of um, Iron, Iron Chef with um, where you have to collect the ingredients. <laughs> that sounds awesome. That sounds awesome. Yeah. No, it's impressive how it's done because it's basically got yeah, you've got the Iron Chef combined with Match 3 to create an incredibly good game. It's rather impressive how everything just comes together in that one. Sometimes sometimes all it takes is sort of mixing a couple different formulas together in just the right way, and then you, you wind up with a, a really cool concept. So, Yeah. All right, so going back a little bit, um, for me, I, I always like to ask this question, um, so when did game, when did gaming shift from something that you just had fun with to something that you really were passionate about? Uh, I always give the example for me when I played Final Fantasy X for the first time. Uh, before that, I had played a lot of sports stuff. I'd played a lot of, of games that were just fun. But then Final Fantasy X showed me the world of RPGs and story-driven games, narrative-based games. And I was like, oh, wow, games can sort of speak to me in a way that movies and TV already does or books. So do you remember, was there like a moment for you with that where a game just sort of showed you that games can be more than just a, a good fun hobby? Yeah, I mean, I've always been drawn to them as my preferred entertainment medium. So, but and sort of things I've changed over the years, because for example, I wasn't really into RPGs at the start Although I played a couple that I didn't realise were RPGs at the time, like um, Pokemon and so forth. But I think the one I've got a most significant memory of doing and that changed me was playing Golden Sun for the first time. So that was when I that was when I still didn't have much experience with RPGs. So I'd ended up picking it basically picking up on the whim after I saw it in the store when I was visiting one of my grandparents elsewhere. But I think the opening scenes of that game did such a great job of drawing me in and just saying story, saying, okay, I need to find out what happens after this and where it goes from here. Cause the way that starts is great at just uh, ramping up the emotions right from the off. It's definitely, it's, it probably took me a few years after that point to actually realize it, but that's definitely the point I started caring more about RPGs and sort of games as a storytelling medium. <laughs> So from that point, what are what RPGs did you really gravitate toward? I mean, it took a couple of years off that, but I think the ones I started picking off that was I think Tales of Symphonia. 
was the one that really cemented after that because I think I had the GameCube and that was the one I picked up and at the same time I was sort of starting to get into anime as well thanks to a couple of friends so that definitely blended in well with that interest coming through at the same time with the art, with the anime art style so and it sort of built from there because after that point is when I got into stuff like Skies of Arcadia and so forth. Yeah, I feel like for for me, I I love the RPG genre, and I have never played a Tales game, and I feel like that that's like my biggest regret is I've got to go back and I've got to play those. Um, do you have a suggestion on where to start with that? Is Tales of Symphony a good place to start? I think Tales of Symphony is a good one. I mean, that's obviously the one I went into, but I think that's when it sort of started crossing over from the older style with the 2D stuff into the more 3D style, so it's probably a good place to start. I mean, you can't, because of the way this, the series is, you can't really go wrong with trying out any of them. They're all distinct entries, so you're generally good, and they all generally hold up quite well. So, I mean, even Tales of Symphony is good to start off with. Vesperia is good. Tales of the Abyss is good. I mean, those are my favourite three, so I, I generally just recommend those three, but you've got, you've got more, more than enough options. <laughs> right, right, right. It's a long series for sure. Um, so what is, if you can select one, what would you consider to be your favorite game of all time? I think I've got three that really stand out, but I think probably the one I should pick is Final Fantasy IX. Okay, all right. All right, yeah. pitch pitch me Final Fantasy IX. Why is it your favorite? I think Final Fantasy IX has got the combination of everything I love about RPGs. It's got the fantastic story. It's got the world that really sucks you in. It's got probably my I think my favourite soundtrack of the lot from Umatsu's fantastic. And it, I think it's just the world, the story, how it's all told, how it's directed and put together is sort of stuff stuff throughout basically. And that's a that's a pretty unique entry into Final Fantasy because that really kind of came at the big transition period for that series uh, coming out of the PlayStation era, moving into the PS2 era where it would never look the same again. And they decided to depart from what they had done with seven and eight with that uh, sort of futuristic fantasy style going back to a classic style. So. Yeah, it kind of had a lot going for it, a lot of moving parts. Yeah, I mean, yeah. The worst thing that for me with Final Fantasy, it was actually the first Final Fantasy I played because before then I was on the Nintendo side. And I think the reason I played it was because a friend had it on PlayStation One, so we played, th- we actually played through that together. Oh wow! So that was your first. See, Ten was my first. Uh, so yeah. So I and I and I tell people this. That's that's one reason. Like it was such a big thing. Like I. I did not have sort of that history with Final Fantasy to get to the point where Final Fantasy X was like, wow, this is monumental. This is a big yeah. shift. That was just like my first entry into RPGs, period. So, yeah, if I had the one, so I'd sort of seen how it's it was a shift, but obviously not quite the same as all the other played games before me did. Yeah. But yeah, it's a good sort of indication of how Final Fantasy works and just how each game examines different areas, moves on. So I think another thing Final Fantasy IX has going for it, which sort of aligns with where, when it came out, is that 
it still looks really good on the PlayStation Vita. Yeah, 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 absolutely. It's definitely, it's definitely holds up magnificently. Eight and seven, not so much, but nine looks fantastic on it. It's brilliant. Yeah, for me, for me, eight just the eight holds up. I think the least um, of, of of the older Final Fantasy games because they did go for sort of or they were trying for a more realistic thing and you know so sometimes as you as technology moves forward that just gets lost and so to me eight looks the worst so i'm glad i'm glad with nine i think it's just the character models on that one yeah. oh yeah 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 absolutely yeah they definitely bumped up a bit for nine so that's yeah and, and i'm sure i'm sure nine uh playing that handheld is, is really nice on the vita right oh yeah i do I do love the Vita. Do you think do you think RPGs just in general really benefit from a handheld system? Just being able to take it on the go? The thing is I don't play my handhelds on the go, but I really do like having that that form factor works really well with them. It's because I mean the thing is most RPGs aren't that twitch control sensitive, so obviously you don't have the issues you might have with shooters and so forth. So just the control system, the form factor works really well. You can play it in bed, which is, I think, my primary use of the handheld, and it just works really well in that. Yeah, I'm, I'm glad that I'm glad I'm glad that somebody else also doesn't take it on the go. Because like I have my Switch, and even no, when I, I have I don't my video, myself with it. <laughs> yeah, I, I, well, and also like uh, where I live, I don't take like public transportation, so I I drive, and obviously can't play it while I'm driving, so. Yeah, it's a it's a sitting on the couch while the TV is on or yeah, like laying in bed or something. Um but for me like RPGs on the Switch have been pretty cool so far because of being able to just like put it to sleep and then pick it up and then you know progress is is still there and it's just immediate. So that's been really cool for me. Yeah, so uh so you said that you sort of narrowed down your favorite games to 3. What were the other two? I think the other one I mentioned earlier, which was Tales of Symphonia. Okay, okay. That one's got, I mean, and yeah, the one after that is Xenoblade Chronicles. Oh, the, the original? Uh, yeah, that's the first one. It's, it's one, that, one of the times in RPG history where being based in Europe has actually proved to be beneficial. <laughs> that game, that game is really special to me. I, I really, really love Xenoblade Chronicles. Uh, that soundtrack to me is one of the one of the greatest like pieces of music ever written yeah that's definitely up up there with the Final Fantasy 9 for me in terms of favorite soundtracks yeah and I actually I actually really liked the characters uh in in, in Zenblade Chronicles did you did you, yeah, in, I mean, you in your opinion how does how does it compare how do the two compare Xenoblade Chronicles and then Xenoblade Chronicles 2 um so difficult because I should find them fairly similar, and that's probably one of their strengths. In that, the characters really help with the telling the story, making the world, and so forth. I think, in hindsight, I think two has some of the more memorable characters and sort of more more likable characters that I can remember. To be honest, I think just Nia and oh, I can't remember his name now. What's the nope one called? What's the what now? The no pun called. Oh, oh, no oh, 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 uh, uh, God, it's not Poppy. It, um, Poppy's the, 
Okay. So I've got all the names in my head and I can't figure out which one's the, one. which one's yeah, the two, so, which one's so, <laughs> but yeah, uh, his character. Yeah. It'll come to me in a second. <laughs> yeah. I think it helps that also Zemo two has I think a slightly bigger cast as well that sticks around a bit longer because you've got the blades as well as the as well as the drivers that helps a bit on that on that front. And also the thing I like, really like about Vex is he's refreshingly optimistic for a protagonist, especially considering the last recent years that you've sort of lacked the uh, general optimism and protagonist it's been a bit a bit dreary sometimes oh too super depressed i wonder if that goes back to like like the final fantasy seven days i mean that seemed to start a trend at least in in, in, set, in the final fantasy series of just like super depressed super emo protagonist i was gonna say it's another thing um nine did as well because zidane certainly wasn't emo for most of the game at least <laughs> Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, so, so, uh, so, Xenoblade Chronicles. What about that game really, really stood out to you? I mean, it, it's much like what I said with Final Fantasy IX and Tales and Final. They've all got very similar things in what their strengths are, and a lot of it is down to the storytelling and the, the world building. Really, is what draws me into RPGs. So, the setting how it manages to draw me into that through either the characters, the world design, story, everything like that. And I think that's one of the things that really did it to me, especially Xenoblade Chronicles world design, the locations, all the effort that's gone into that really stood stood out. And, and there's so and, many times that you just go to a place and go, okay, I'm just going to look at this. I'm just going to look at this for a bit because I'm not in any rush to move on from this view. Yeah, yeah. I think locally it really it knocked it out of the park with like the aesthetic and the look and the feel. But then also like conceptually, like the idea of all of those locations you were running around on this humongous entity. That was really cool. That was really cool. Yeah, and it was nice and you sort of see see it from different angles as you go past and you can tell when you're like, okay, I can oh I can tell I'm on I'm on its knee now. Okay. <laughs> yeah, That's- yeah, yeah. Looking looking at the genre as a whole, why do you think RPGs work for you and what draws you into them? Yeah, I think as I just said, I mean, a lot of it is being able to feel like you're in that other world that they've created. That's a lot of the draw to me and that I'm more interested in RPGs where the setting or premise sounds interesting to me. I'm more focused on that side of things than in terms of... is is it a challenging battle system and so forth like that? So mm-hmm. I think I think the things that draw me are mostly are the stories and ability to involved in those settings. I mean, being able to dive into into worlds, find characters that I care about has always been the biggest draw. And the thing about RPGs is it is such a poorly defined genre. There's no <laughs> real things you can. Yeah. I mean, I'm sure we've seen seen the um, discussions on do do we cover this. It's always, it's always fun for RPG sites, and you, at, which, at which point you just like, give up and say, do we want to cover this? And the answer is yes, and sure, why not? Yeah, no, Espe- especially especially in recent years, so many other games have started to include quote-unquote RPG elements, you know, oh, yeah. like, like an upgrade system or a level-up system uh, or more focus on story. So the lines are really blurred at this point. Yeah, it's like RPG. It's got 
inches for almost every taste out there. I mean, it's great to see how many different types of stories and gameplay experiences you actually get to cover underneath it. And you sort of got, I mean, even RPG coins, we've got those staff who have completely different tastes than what the RPG they like is. So I think that's part of the greatness about them. Are there other genres that you love to play? And yeah, the one I play otherwise part of that is mostly sports games. But I think that's just that's for me naturally being fairly sporty. I usually play sport. What's uh every week. Yeah, so what uh, what sports games are you into? Um to be honest, it covers all sorts of sports. So I'll quite happily check out a sports game for a sport I've not really played if it looks interesting or I'm in the mood, so I like to Sort of keep things fresh every few years so sort of some years i'll sort of end up getting nhl every years i'll get madden so uh yeah, fifa is it, it switches fi- up is fifa in that rotation at all uh occasionally i i did get it this year but it had been about five years since because i i'm not a huge fan of uh f- football or okay well, i'm quite happy to call i'm quite happy to call it soccer oh well, i'm i'm quite happy to call it football i yeah. I don't. I don't pay attention to my American ways over here. Yeah, yeah. I'm not. I'm not a huge fan of it. To be honest, just watching it. I mean, I've, I enjoy playing it. It's just. It's one of the least interesting ones to me in terms of watching. So that's. Well, I mean, the FIFA games. Obviously, you're playing it, so it's still more engaging. Fair enough. Fair enough. Um, yeah. So sports stuff. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I grew up playing Madden. That's actually like what I I did before I found RPGs. Uh, even going back to like PS1 and N64, I, I played those Maddens. Um, and then moving into PS2, obviously. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I did do a lot of FIFA before, obviously, when I was still, still in school with friends, because that was obviously a nice go-to, go-to multiplayer game that you could just pick up and jump into. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Um, and then yeah, so- uh, are you, are you going to pick up Mario Tennis? Is that, is that on your radar at all? I'm debating. I'm not sure yet. Okay. Okay. I think yeah, hasn't not really been that interesting tennis games recently, but obviously there haven't been too many. So yeah, and I, well, I'm 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 curious to see what the story mode's going to look like because that's honestly what I'm most I'm most excited about about it, especially after playing Golf Story. I do like a good like story sports game. So yeah, yeah, yeah not had too much information on that. I mean, yeah, aside from the sports games, I've had. A general interest in driving games, usually on the simulation side of things. I think like F1, I think Project Cars I tried, although that's a bit weird in terms of how that played out. But in the past few, I think 10 or so years, I've actually become a bit more of a fan of visual novels and narrative adventure titles. So a bit game, games like Steins Gate, Fantastic One, Phoenix Wright, Danganronpa, zero escape games as well i've been a huge fan of those yeah so phoenix ride is something that i really want to get into i love sort of like court drama um and so that 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 has been on my radar for a long time oh yeah i have never played steins gate um but i did watch i did watch the anime and that's one of my favorites yeah that's sort of good enough i mean you are it's a visual novel so the gameplay bit isn't that much different to watching anime. I mean, you've got all the plot there already. You're just getting a lot more flavor text, so stuff that you would read in the book 
right. or anything else and you just get a few extra bits if you make different choices and so forth but now is there isn't there a remake coming out for that there is yes i think yeah spike chunsoft is releasing steins gates elite which is yeah the remake but i think they're putting in bits from the show in place of some of the visual novel scenes so where you just be scrolling through text to actually get the animated okay the animated visuals from the show so i'm looking forward to seeing how that works is there a release date for that yet um i don't believe so i think it's later later this year okay excellent so, yeah. I've, yeah when it comes to visual novels and i can be quite picky when it comes to those because i found that often if you don't get a visual novel that really grabs you it, it does become a slog to get through they can be they can be rather lengthy but the ones that have grabbed me i have really loved uh that's really kind of a, a genre that i've never delved into where do you play most of your visual or play slash read your most of your visual novels yeah. i mean most of them out on pc but i prefer to play them on handheld so i think most ones like steinscape Escape, i've always played on played on visa same for Danganronpa, although I think I played three on I think I played three on the PS4, but I was playing on remote play from the Vita 4 most of the time <laughs> for that, so still still playing it on handheld. It's definitely it's all, it's a bit like thing where you can play it in bed, so you sort of you can replace where you might be reading or something like that. So uh for for someone looking to get into Phoenix uh yeah, Phoenix right, where should I jump into that? I think you'd probably best starting off from the first game because it's, def- it's got a big, long continuity and there's not much difference in how the gameplay plays between them. You'll get a few new features and as you go along, but the core gameplay is basically the same throughout the entire series. So I recommend start- starting, from the- starting from the first one and just going through. Excellent. And can I pick those up on Steam? Are those on Steam? I believe they're all on DS. Oh, okay. Okay. Well, DS slash 3DS. Okay. Well, I do have 3DS, so fantastic. Um, all right. So what is a game that you find yourself always returning to? Uh, for me, it's Skyrim. What about you? Yeah, I mean, we get to repeat myself a bit again. Those three games I mentioned about previously and the ones that I pick are always the ones that I've replayed the most still ones i've been more than happy to dive back into even when i know everything happens so yeah i think i actually started playing final fantasy 9 last week again <laughs> just because this is someone reminded me of it i thought well that sounds like a good idea i'll go, I'll go do that yeah they're always the one they're always the ones that i can quite happily dive into and start playing again uh, aside from final fantasy 9 um is there anything else you're playing right now currently uh, I think I'm playing through Regalia of Menomonix, the console release. I'm playing that on PS4. Okay, okay. Um, how how are you liking that so far? I'm enjoying it. I mean, it definitely helps that it's a very well-written game. I mean, it's one where humour is the driving aspect of, of its writing, so that helps, and it's got it does that strongly throughout. It, it helps that it's got really good voice acting on those scene um most of the scenes so that really helps drive home the humor the gameplays the gameplay's enjoyable i'm liking that i mean it's fairly basic tactical rpg so there there can be times when it's sort of just a bit of a slog getting through 
multiple battles, but it helps in that it's got a, a thing where you can completely adjust the balancing. So you can make it so enemies hit harder, you hit harder, enemies hit less. You can turn off enemy dodging, stuff, stuff like that. So when you are a bit, you can just sort of abuse the, <laughs> abuse the balancing and just whiz through a battle if you need to. Well, that's, a, that's, that's a pretty interesting mechanic. No, definitely. If you come to uh, off game, there's a few of us who are big fans of being able to blitz through stuff on Easy Street. I I am one of those people. I, I every once in a while, and I mean, I'm not saying that I don't like challenge because I do. I do like difficult games that were sort of made to be that way. But if yeah. specifically story based games, I I crank that difficulty down all the way down and uh, just try to get the narrative. And then if I really like the game, I might go back and, and play it for the mechanics in the battle system. But that's that's pretty rare. Yeah, there's nothing more frustrating than being prevented from enjoying some story because of a <laughs> issue with the game balancing. So it's a fine line to check if you don't want it to be too easy. So yeah, because I, because I will sound a little hypocritical when I, when I say this, but uh, did you play Nina Kuni two recently? I haven't got around to that now. Okay, okay. My my only issue with that game is how easy it is. Um, so that does sound a little hypocritical, but like I kind of want I wanted to push back a little bit and give me the option to sort of like cheese my way past if there's a certain spot that's like too hard or whatever. But for me, just like the baseline difficulty for that game, I I didn't sweat at all throughout the whole thing. So yeah, the normal thing you want is if. A game can give you adjustable difficulty through the playthrough, then fantastic. That's always the ideal way of doing it. I think the Tales games generally have generally have that. I mean, when you can't do it, it's usually it won't let you change it from the really hard difficulty. So obviously, you know, going in that you that you're signing up for a massive challenge. So yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, okay, so what games are you most excited about coming out soon? Looking forward. What's on your wish list? Well, there's definitely a good mixture of stuff going out. I mean, and obviously, as we mentioned, I'm a fan of Steins Gate, so definitely look forward to playing that again on the Switch with all the animations and stuff. I think the biggest one I'm looking forward to right now is Valkyria Chronicles 4. That's definitely one I'm excited to uh, finally have that series coming back, especially after we didn't get three. Okay, so uh, what what's your history with that game? Have you been playing it since the, the first one? Uh Actually, the first one I actually watched, initially I watched a playthrough of it because I didn't have a PS3. Then at some point, I, oh, I did get a PS3 and played that. And then I did move on to playing the second one, which obviously has its issues because it's leaping from PS3 to PSP and there's a lot of changes they made while doing that, especially coming to, you can't have the big maps that the first one had and how they handled the story didn't quite work as well. So that was a bit of a disappointment, but it looks like sort of three brought it back from, from that into having more of what made the first one so good. And then four looks to be right back in that wheelhouse again. And, uh, are these, are, do these games carry the narrative through or are they individual entries? It's a sort of mixture of both. They're all set in the same world, but they tell, different stories as part of it only two is set a couple years after one so i think that can be considered a direct sequel three is set 
at the same time as one, but elsewhere. And I think four four is the same, but I think less connected to the three as the last. I think they all build on the first game. It's probably the way to put it. So if I jumped um, into four, would I be super lost? Um, no, I don't think you would be. I think four is probably a good place to jump into because it's actually set in a different country than the other three, which was set in the same country. So you're looking at a different part of a continent-wide war, basically. I think four should be good to dive in on. Great. Uh, anything else you're looking forward to? Um, I've always been a fan of the God Eater games when they came out, so I think both Code Vein and God Eater 3 are quite high on my list. If for nothing else, then it seems like they should have glorious Goshi in the music. <laughs> and uh, so God Eater, I've heard people say that it's like Monster Hunter with a story. Is that is that accurate? Uh, yeah, I think that's, like, that's, what, that's why I like it. I don't actually have much interest in the Monster Hunter games obviously because they don't have much of a story so they've never drawn me in well God Eater Hunter does have a story and it's unashamedly anime about it so I, I, I'm I I'm very curious about God Eater because I I jumped into Monster Hunter World for a little bit and it did it interested me um, because the like that that gameplay loop is, is, is pretty fun, but there was nothing narrative there for me to in, invest at all or like be interested in it at yeah. all. So when I heard God eater is what I liked about monster hunter plus what I was missing from monster hunter, then I've got my eye on God eater three. Yeah. I mean, yeah, that's the same issue. I haven't, I tried monster hunter. just I didn't really feel any need to be, wasn't feeling involved in the game as much while God is, God eater. God, too many, too many words. <laughs> yeah, God, God, God is one way. It's got a great premise that really interested me, and then it has a story narrative that goes through it. So, will that be PlayStation Four? Yes, I'll be honest. Okay, yeah, they released. They did release the a remaster of the first one on PS4, and released the second one on PS4 as well. I think it's, well, I want to say it was on Vita, but I suspect it might not be now because it's not out yet. But okay. it's, a series, it's a series that has been on handhelds as well. So. Okay. All right. So you got... So might not be. Yeah, Valkyria Chronicles 4, God Eater 3, and you said Code Vein? Code Vein, yeah, but that's building off of the God Eater because it's pretty much the same development team behind it. Oh, okay, gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Probably, probably same composer as well. So, yeah. Uh, real quick, favorite favorite gaming soundtrack. Ooh, this was a question. question. I'm sorry. Yeah, I think that's be Final Fantasy Nine. Okay, okay. Just ahead of ones like Xenoblade Chronicles is right up there. I think the Godly ones are right up there as well. Persona. There's there's an awful lot of them. Yeah, yeah. Uh, RPGs and, and music to me go hand in hand. So, yeah, reminds me I need to import the Xenoblade Chronicles 2 soundtrack when it comes out. I cannot wait. <laughs> I can't wait. Yeah. All right, Alex. Well, uh, thank you so much for joining me for these questions. And it's been a uh, yeah, why don't you uh, let my listeners know real quick where they can find you online? As always, you can find most all my writing stuff on rpgamer.com. So keep a look out of that, especially. 
when our new site launches excited to see how that works you can catch me on twitter at seven and nearer so s-e-v-e-r-i-n-m-i-r-a probably not the most memorable memorable <laughs> name but yeah i think that's those two of the the main places you can catch me excellent awesome all right thank you uh thank you again so much and uh we'll see you next time